Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, prosecutors in Uganda have dropped charges against 19 LGBTQ people held in jail for 49 days. A once-every-two-months injectable version of PrEP has shown very positive results in clinical trials. And New York City Pride has announced a huge 50th anniversary Pride television special featuring Billy Porter, Dan Levy, Janelle Monet, and more. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. Ugandan prosecutors have dropped charges against 19 LGBTQ people who had been held in jail for 49 days. Police charged them with, quote, doing a neglect act likely to spread infection of disease under the country's emergency COVID-19 laws. The police, along with a rowdy mob, rounded up the group during a raid on a homeless shelter on March 29th. But in recent days, they finally had a hearing at a magistrate's court and their lawyers learned the director of public prosecutions was dropping the charges. The raid took place in a town on the outskirts of Uganda's capital, Kampala. Initially, people arrested 23 people. However, they later released four individuals, leaving 13 gay men, two bisexual men, and four transgender women still in jail. Lawyers told the press the authorities refused to let them speak with their clients and... Members of the group who were HIV-positive didn't have their proper medications. A previous bail hearing on April 28th didn't go ahead at the last minute. The first young people's lawyers didn't know what was going to happen until the magistrate and the prosecutors just didn't show up. That left the young people languishing in jail for another 20 days. Patricia Camara, a lawyer from the Human Rights Awareness and Promotion Forum who is representing the group, told Reuters she's worried about the health of some of those arrested as they appeared weak and some reported symptoms of malaria and typhoid. Additionally, she argued it was only right that the prosecutors dropped the charges. While Uganda does prevent gatherings of more than 10 people, there are no restrictions on the number of people who can live together in a house. Human rights observers have said local Ugandan officials deliberately trumped up the charges as an attack on the LGBTQ community. New York City Pride has announced a 50th anniversary broadcast special featuring Dan Levy, Janelle Monet, Billy Porter, and a host of other celebrities to air in conjunction with WABC Channel 7 on Sunday, June 28th replacing the annual Pride March, which was canceled last month due to the ongoing COVID-19 health threat. Co-hosted by RuPaul's Drag Race and Queer Eye star Carson Kressley, the special will celebrate 50 years of New York City Pride, commemorate the LGBTQ movement, and salute frontline workers alongside community leaders. Serving as Grand Marshals for the broadcast special are Dan Levy, the Emmy Award-winning co-creator and star of Schitt's Creek, Victoria Cruz, an LGBTQ rights activist and retired domestic violence counselor, Yanzi Peng, 
a rights activist and executive director of LGBT Rights Advocacy China, and the Ali Fournay Center, the largest and most comprehensive organization in the country dedicated to caring and creating safe spaces for homeless LGBTQ youth. Dan Levy said in a statement, The New York City Pride March is such a pillar of our community, and I'm incredibly honored to be recognized alongside the other Grand Marshals on its 50th anniversary. While the physical circumstances are less than ideal, our community has always come together in the face of adversity. And this year's broadcast is no exception. I am so inspired by the opportunity we've been given to celebrate together. The two-hour special will also feature performances by Deborah Cox, Janelle Monet, Billy Porter, and Luisa Sanza, as well as appearances by Wilson Cruz, Margaret Cho, and many others. Cressley, who co-hosts alongside WABC's Ken Rosado and Lauren Glassberg, called New York City Pride, quote, a special place for so many. I can't imagine a year without celebrating the fabulous LGBTQ people in New York. Pride is something we carry with us all year long. And though we can't be together in the way we're accustomed, I'm grateful to be a part of it in this way. The New York City Pride broadcast special will air June 28th on WABC Channel 7 in New York City from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. It'll also be available live online at abc7ny.com, WABC's news and connected TV apps, and on the ABC News Live channel. Could we be on the verge of PrEP 2.0? A large-scale clinical trial found that the injectable antiretroviral drug cobitegravir, administered once every eight weeks, resulted in fewer new cases of HIV than daily doses of Truvada taken as pre-exposure prophylaxis, also known as PrEP. Begun in December 2016, the study involved more than 4,500 participants around the world, all were deemed to be at risk of contracting HIV and randomly assigned to receive either a daily dose of Truvada or an injection every eight weeks. Those in the injectable group were also given a placebo pill and those given Truvada received placebo injections. After conducting an interim review of the trial, the study's results clearly showed cabotegravir actually reduced HIV infection rates more than daily oral doses of Truvada. According to Science Magazine, of the 4,500 participants, 12 infections occurred in the cabotegravir group versus 38 in the group that received Truvada. Both control groups were of the same size. Now, statistically, that represents a 0.38% incidence in the cabotegravir group versus 1.21% in the Truvada group, a 69% difference in new infection rates. The results were deemed so impressive that all participants, including those receiving placebos, will be offered the injections beginning this week. Science Magazine also reports the apparent success... We say apparent because the results of the study haven't been published in a peer-reviewed journal yet, could be a more attractive alternative than a daily regimen of pills, which has proved difficult for many people. One drawback to the daily oral dose of Truvada has been remembering to take the pill on a schedule. A missed dose here or there can reduce the regimen's effectiveness. On the flip side, however, those who choose the long-acting injectable medication might miss a scheduled clinic visit which could reduce its effectiveness. 
Previous studies have found PrEP to be more than 99% effective at preventing HIV transmission, more effective than condoms when taken correctly. So-called conversion therapy has been effectively banned in Albania. The European nation's leading organization of psychologists banned the discredited practice which attempts to turn gay and bisexual people straight and quote-unquote cure transgender people. The Order of Psychologists will penalize any of its members for violating the ban. Additionally, since the order, which was created by the country's parliament in 2017, oversees all registered psychologists in Albania, its new decree is the equivalent of a legislative ban. The executive director of the Alliance Against Discrimination of LGBT, an advocacy group in Albania, praised the move as, quote, very, very positive. Research from the Albanian LGBTQ plus organization, Pink Embassy, found that those who undergo conversion therapy are 8.4 times more likely to take their own lives and are 5.9 times more likely to report experiencing depression. In March 2018, the European Union formally voted to condemn the practice and urged all of its member states to ban it. Since then, Germany, Malta, and now Albania have heeded that call in Europe. Although LGBTQ plus people in Albania are protected under anti-discrimination laws, they still face many obstacles in the conservative nation, including a lack of recognition for same-sex couples, as well as ongoing stigma. The nominees for the 47th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards were announced this week with some big love to LGBTQ-themed work and artists. The Netflix dark comedy Eastsiders scored eight nominations, including Outstanding Digital Drama Series, two nods for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Digital Series for Willem Belly and Lethem Burke, Lynn Shea was nominated for Outstanding Guest Performer in a Digital Series, and there were nominations for Outstanding Writing Team in a Digital Series, Outstanding Casting, Outstanding Costume Design, and Outstanding Makeup. While RuPaul's Drag Race alum Willem isn't the first drag queen to receive an Emmy Award nomination, I do believe this is the first time a drag performer has received a nomination in an acting category. The acclaimed Amazon video digital series After Forever was honored with six nominations, including Outstanding Digital Drama Series, a nomination for Katie Huffman for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Digital Series, Lenny Wolpe for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Digital Series, Broadway's Mary Beth Peel for Outstanding Guest Performer in a Digital Series, plus nominations for Outstanding Writing Team in a Digital Series, and Outstanding Arts, Set Direction, and Scenic Design. This was the second season of the acclaimed Amazon series. Two years ago, After Forever received eight nominations and won five, including Best Digital Drama Series. Also, at the time, series creator Kevin Spiritus scored for Best Actor in a Digital Series and Best Writing Team. The afternoon talk fest The Ellen DeGeneres Show added to its long list of Emmy honors with five nominations, including Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show, Outstanding Writing for a Special Class Series, Outstanding Directing for Talk Entertainment Morning Program, Outstanding Sound Mixing, and Outstanding Art Set Scenic Design. 
and the innovative lip-sync documentary Stonewall Out Loud, which utilized rare recordings of people who experienced the Stonewall Uprising in 1969, received a nomination for Outstanding Direction in a Special Class category. This year's Daytime Emmy Awards will be presented in a two-hour special on Friday, June 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS. Since 1974, the Daytime Emmy Awards have recognized outstanding achievement in daytime television programming. Here's something I didn't know. The awards are presented to individuals and programs broadcast between 2 a.m. and 6 p.m., as well as certain categories of digital and syndicated programming of similar content. This year's nominations were culled from more than 2,700 submissions and judged by a pool of 1,000 peer professionals from across the television industry. Awards will be presented in leading categories during the telecast, with recipients and other special guests appearing from home in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. You can find the full list of nominees at theemmys.tv. In case you missed it, make sure to check out my recent exclusive interview with the Emmy Award-winning co-creators of After Forever, Michael Slade and Kevin Spiritus, here on The Randy Report. I'll have a link in the show notes. Out singer-songwriter Clinton John's synth-pop single Cry offers his take on the internal push-pull of letting go of a past relationship. The down-tempo track pairs top-shelf pure-pop production with candid lyrics that capture the realization you haven't moved on from a former love as much as you thought you had. In a recent interview, I asked the handsome Nashville-based artist about the inspiration for the song. Clinton said Cry came about from the classic struggle of trying to get over someone. He says, I tried everything that I thought would help. I partied, hooked up with other people, basically used anything to distract myself from the feeling. After months passed, I saw that person again, and all the emotion came flooding back, and I was so frustrated that I had made no progress in getting over them. It was that type of frustration that makes you so mad you just want to cry and scream. And that is when I wrote the song. Let's take a listen to Clinton John's Cry. Craving a feeling, wish I didn't need it Same way I needed you Just want the release and find the missing piece Yeah, break down to break through And they say, let go, I've tried New boys, long nights Anything to get you out of my mind but all I wanna do is cry Lose it in the middle of the night Tears for you on my pillowcase Till I feel okay, oh I All I wanna do is cry Lose it in the middle of the night Tears for you falling down my face Wish I never called you mine All I wanna do is cry All I wanna, all I wanna, all I wanna, all I wanna Change. And 
Clinton John's Cry is available now on all digital download sites. I'll have a link in the show notes. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Thanks for listening, folks. Please remember, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. See you next time. 